Welcome to another edition of the War Room post Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're ready to get in and out of here. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. oh, yeah. we got to get rolling. Cato Bar Miller, the guest today, the head wrestling coach for the Parsons Vikings and also on the football coaching staff for the Vikings. Cato, welcome back. I think you've been on the show once before and it was a great time. How's, it, how's life treating you these days? Uh, you know what? Like I said, uh, before we got on, uh, on microphone, man, I, I can't complain. Um, life is great. Life is busy. Mm-hmm. Not enough minutes in the day. So, um, you know, just trying to make it work and spread out that time. Time manage, you know. <laughs> Something I try to teach in class. You know, I got to do better with myself. I'm 31 and I can't figure it out, man. <laughs> like, I just can't figure it out. I still have a bad sleep schedule and everything. Let's talk about the football season. And first off on how the Parsons Vikings season went. Uh, what was that last record? Nine and two was the record nine that you guys ended yep. with. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, a nine-win season, uh, truly phenomenal. Hadn't been accomplished in forty plus years um, in this town. Uh, it, we know how special of a season you guys had. I'm curious how you look. I'm going to ask you some hard questions about some of the toughest games, but I do want to ask you collectively. You look over eleven games. How do you reflect on the season now that you've had about two, three weeks to kind of let it digest a little bit? Man, um, first off, you know this is the group. The group of seniors that are going out this is the group I came in with. You know, so mm-hmm. they definitely have a special place in my heart. Um, I, I'm not a big crier. I don't cry. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we lost a draw the last couple of years. And, and, you know, for those seniors going out, you know, a lot of tears. Um, and, you know, you try to console those guys. Like, hey, you guys played your best. You know, you did your best. Had a good season. Um, this year, man, I, I, I couldn't keep it together. You know, it's like all the, the memories with these guys, coming up with these guys, seeing them grow. Um, you know, this the senior class, we thought this was the, the group to lead us to, to the promised land. We, we thought we were going all the way. Yeah. I mean, there was no doubt in our mind. And so uh, I, I'm just very proud of these guys and how, how well they played, how well they adapted throughout their four years, how, how well they've grown, they competed, their grit. Um, you know, it's, it's like none other. You know, they, they adapted to what our expectations were, and then they modeled that throughout those four years. So um, they definitely have come in, left their mark on us, and then raise the bar for um, the teams to come, you know. And I, I think it's been great for our for our culture, you know, mm-hmm. at the high school. One thing, you know, I asked Jeff about this right after the Hayden loss, but I want to ask you because you've you've been in this community for a while now, uh, and you, you know, I know how much you pour into it. <clears throat> you have that professional football experience, and you, you tell me if I'm being if I'm crossing line. But I want to kind of be a little blunt here, Parsons. For a long time, for about a, for about a ten to twelve year stretch, had a had a reputation of they'll be athletic, particularly in football. They'll be athletic. They'll have a bunch of flat, fast. They'll have a bunch of fast black kids, but they're not disappointed. That plays into a lot of stereotypes that I think are problematic. That I, that you and I know. I think I hope you know where my values are on that. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What this group did. You guys had a run first and stop the run defense. That was that has not been present at Parsons for a generation. What got this group there? I, I mean, you know, we like I said, we've grown throughout the years, and yeah, you're exactly right. Um, we always know that we have the most athletic kids mm-hmm. in the area. You know, it's just getting them to um, mold them to do what we want yeah. them to do, and and be disciplined. You know, stereotype it, breaking is really kind of what yeah, I was right. going for yeah, there, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, you know that that was the big stereotype, and 
Um, I say this all the time. I'm still taking, I'm in transition to teaching program. And uh, I talk to uh, a lot of new teachers that are in these small schools and Mm -hmm. they don't know much about us or whatever, but, you know, we have to sit there and talk about our, um, our kids and, you know, our, our town and everything. And, you know, they're like blown away with, you know, Parsons being, you know, so impoverished and, and kids, you know, not coming from two parent homes and, you know, all, mm-hmm. all the things that we have to deal with, but how diverse we are and how well we get along together, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I tell these guys that, you know, our kids, we don't have bad kids in Parsons. That's just something that somebody, maybe the neighboring towns have come up with, you know, yeah. rival towns have come up with, but our kids are great, man. Like I, I, I love They're these guys. Kids. They're great kids. Um, they just need, you know, a little guidance, a little help. And, you know, that's, that's our job. That's our job to put these guys in the best positions to be um, successful, you know, and that's not just in the, on the field or on the rest of the mat or in the track. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, in the classroom and trying to help them through life. Mm-hmm. You know, so they just need a little guidance. We have great kids. Yeah. Our kids are just like your kids, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with, with our group, our coaching staff, man, we've been able to um, – come together with use our experience use our personalities and you know definitely i, I feel like we've created um great bonds with our kids and they understand us we understand them and uh, that's that's what's been easy you know we don't have to sit there and get on to them um over and over again you know like come on man you know let, let's work we mm-hmm. have the same goal in mind you know, if we do everything that we're supposed to do, we can reach that goal. Yeah. You said you, you said one thing there, and I want to I, I want to I press you for an example on it. You said we understand them and they understand us. What is that? What, give me an example of that because I think that's a that's a message that could be that could resonate. With, well, in, in understanding when I'm when I'm talking mm-hmm. about understanding, everybody has a different background, right? Yeah. And like I said, we have a, a diverse coaching staff too from different backgrounds. Oh, wait, but we've all around, all, all all around, and we've all grown up different. We've all had our struggles in life, and you know our our hurdles that we've surpassed and overcome. Um, you know, so yeah, is it easy for me to uh, give grace to some kids? You know, not knowing you know what they're coming from, what they're doing, what they have to go through every day on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you treat them. It's, they're individuals, man. They're all different. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to understand, easy to talk to them. Like, hey, tell me what's going on. Um, these guys will tell you what's going on, and then you do your best to, you know, be that guidance, that mentor, and, and try to help them through and make the best decisions moving forward. Hey, something a friend of mine said almost offhand. He wasn't trying to sit there and be philosophical or anything, but uh, he was a manager buddy of mine, a co-man- another manager at Kansas State. His name's Stephen Mitchell. Shout out Stephen Mitchell. I don't talk to the guy anymore. I miss him. But he was a good friend. He was a friend of mine when I was at K-State. And I forget what sparked the conversation, but he said a line to me that sticks with me to this day. He goes, my approach with everybody I measure a little bit because I never know what happened to him that day. I don't know if they came to practice or if they came to dinner or they came to study and an hour ago they broke up with their boyfriend or their girlfriend or their or their or their, or their aunt just died or something like that. You never know what somebody's going through. So you throw a little kindness their way. Right. And that has stuck right. with me for a while. That stuck with me more than more than I let him know. And maybe I need to call him one, call him up and say, "Hey, that that has stuck with me over the years." You, you definitely, man. I mean, you you can't just sit there, like I said, and uh, berate these kids and and beat them down. You know, again, you don't know 
Hell, if, if they hadn't ate the last couple of days or they got to sleep in their own bed, maybe they got to, they had to sleep on the floor, um, you know, or, man, or, 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 you know what, maybe their dog died. Yeah. Who, know, who knows? They're, they're all different mm-hmm. and, and they all take things differently. And so, yeah, I mean, as far as a person or as a coach, got to be open to everybody, man, because you, you just don't know how, what they're going through or, you know, how they take things. And mm-hmm. so... I think that's definitely been a positive for us, you know, being a a younger, open coaching staff. Mm -hmm. I I do want to talk to you about, uh, you know, I want to talk about the Hayden game a little bit. And I kind of want to pry on the fact that I talked to virtually every, I talked to almost everybody on the coaching staff to one degree or another, including you, in the week leading up to that game. There was a real sense that you guys were capable of winning that game. And me watching as much as I could take, I could find, find one game. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, I think Hayden's the better team, but Parsons can win this game. And you guys had momentum. It was 21 to 13, and you guys are kicking it off. And then they take it to the house, and they scored, what, 28 points in the last four minutes? Yeah. And the game just completely got away. That, it, that was it right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, good kind of, teams weren't going to. It snowballed teams. a little bit. I'm, I'm curious, bit. kind of, how you juxtapose. What you guys truly believed leading up to that week versus what went down versus how you digested in the off season? Well, um, I mean, it started in the summer, man. We our goal was to go to state, win state. You know, mm-hmm. we we would sit there and break down on beat Andale. You know, because yeah. we assumed it would be, and, yeah, and yeah. was going to be in the state championship, but they're going to be playing us. Shout out to Cheney beating yeah. them twice this year, shout, though. Shout out to Cheney, man. They were they were tough. But uh, that it wasn't uh, just to build these kids up and and everything. Like us as coaches, we as the season kept going on, man. We we believed mm-hmm. we were going to beat Hayden. The kids believed, you know, we were going to beat Hayden. You know, so that wasn't like just to you know pump them up and get ready for the game because it's a big game. It's to beat Hayden. You know, we got to win this. It was it was true belief. And on film, um, we thought we matched up well with those guys. Um, we thought we could. You know, stop their wing tee. Uh, we weren't afraid for them to put the ball in the air. Um, we knew they had uh, some people out, like the Dunshee kid, um, their starting quarterback, and then they had a sophomore starting quarterback. So we mm-hmm. we thought we had, you know, all the some advantages. That, right, and the right. Had been so great all year. We thought we had the cards in our hand, and we were ready to play it. Um, you know what? At the end of the day, they they beat us. Um, they were the better team, but I don't think they're sixty four nineteen better. Um, you know, you know, as coaches, you know, when we win games, that's it's all because the players did well, and and that's true. It's all because the players did well. We lost that game, and that's on us coaches, man. We should have put our kids in better positions, and we should have done it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we were to play that game again, I think it's a lot different game. Yeah, I, they are not sixty four nineteen better than us, but they were a good team. I'm not going to take away yeah. from anything that they did, or yeah. you know, them at state, the good team, but. I, I that think, was the best game Hayden probably played all year. I, I think uh, I think that in the Holton game we can put a, a better product on the field um, if we, if we were to play that game again. So I'm, mm-hmm. I still believe that. Yeah. You know, I still believe we have a shot at beating Hayden. Mm-hmm. You know, let us play it again. Let's do it again. You know, give us another shot. Um, but that day they just played better than we did, we did. So and, and now I, I, the last thing before we go to break here is and I asked Jeff Shibe this after the season two and he and the first thing he said is we're close we're really close oh, yeah. it's not a talent disparity how do you so you guys made the quarterfinals the final eight which yeah. 
congratulations, you're one of the best eight teams in the state. Yeah. Very few kids will ever get a chance to say that. that. That's the equivalent of making the state tournament in basketball or volleyball or whatever. You guys had a very special year. Uh, how do you get from eight to four? How do you how do you go from week eleven to week twelve? How do you take that next step? What's that? What's that aspect of your program that you need to turn tune the dial a little more uh, to get to make that next leap? Well, um, I think I said this in the very beginning, man. That the seniors going out raise that bar. Mm-hmm. Um, now we got to meet those expectations. It is it is nothing less than that regional championship, and then and then some. So we we've got buy in from our kids. Um, we've got young kids coming up that want to be a part of this team. We got people wanting to be a part of this team and going far. So I, I think it's that buy-in, that belief mm-hmm. um, in each other and in us coaches. Um, that's going to, I think, be the, the difference maker. That's going to take us that next step. You know, so like I said, the there are new standards around here. You know, uh, when I first moved here about eight years ago, it didn't look like that was a thing, you know. Yeah. But since I've been on this staff, man, Coach Shivey's done a great job of um, – you know, changing the culture, getting kids to go, um, you know, towards that that winning side, wanting that winning expectation, being winners, wanting to win, wanting to work, wanting to be committed. Um, so I, I think that's I think it's just an expectation. We expect to be there. Yeah. Hey, let's go to a quick break, and when I come when we come back, we're going to talk about the sport that's ahead of you now, which are coming up this week, and that's the wrestling program. It's going on right coach. now. So, yeah, <laughs> it is ready to go. We're going to talk about that when we come back on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. Kato Bar Miller, my guest today. I'm on. I'm Sean Fry, your host. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Uh, we were talking to Cato Bar Miller, the uh, Parsons Vikings assistant football coach. Yo, now yo. on this B segment, it's time to talk to Cato Bar Miller, <laughs> head wrestling coach. Wrestling season, Vikings. baby. That's right. Uh, super excited for high school winter sports to get underway. Wrestling, obviously, a huge part of that. And you have... I talked to you about this the first time you were on the show, so I'll kind of press you again on it just to see what the progress has been made. Parsons wrestling, for lack of... Uh, you know, I don't care if I, maybe this sounds uber critical. Hasn't been a ton to write home about really in the ten years that I've been here. Their program has it just hasn't been one. Of, it hasn't been one of the top programs in the school. You yeah, know, and yeah. Uh, it hasn't met some of the standards that some of the other programs have set. You are obvious. You have you are on a mission to make it a more stable program. Uh, and talking to you about some of the returners that you got, it, it's clear that progress is being made. How do you kind of gauge the state of the program right now? What progress you've made from year one to year two, and what steps still need to be made to get your program on a more stable, competitive uh, field? Which I feel like you're al- you're already there in, in some ways. We're, we're there, man. We we've got several people coming back, but I, I don't even want to start there with my high school kids. Um, I think last year we might have talked about um, like feeder programs, like the mm-hmm. kids' clubs, um, middle school, yeah. feeding into high school, um, which, you know, year two for me being a head guy, you know, I've had my hand in um, the kids' club last year, and we had a lot of numbers out for kids' club. My son, it was his first year wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my sons, actually, both of them, first year <laughs> wrestling. Um, and I thought it was great to watch them, you know, learn and grow in the sport, um, you know, actually – become you know come to love the sport a little bit and then all the kids in the wrestling room man they were great they 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 were competing um you know we we didn't look terrible in meets you know when the the kids Mm -hmm. meets um 
you know, we were getting better throughout the season, man. We were getting better when we got some kids, man, that can really wrestle. And, and this year, you know, moving forward, um, you know, we've been wrestling at the college with the kids club. Um, that's that's started, mm-hmm. I think, within the last month. Um, Tyler Gordon um, is over there heading that. And uh, man, Tyler it, Gordon's a good source for you because I know he was. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I I know I can't remember if he wrestled for at Neosho High School. He may have, and if not, he was maybe a coach there. But Neosho High School in Missouri is is headed by Jeremy Phillips, and they've won a ton of state titles. Well, yeah, you got you got Gordo, you got Kyle Hostetter, yes, um, which is one. I know of my Kyle assistants. did wrestle for you Jeremy know, Phillips there. So this is what I'm saying. We we've started a kids program within the last year. This year, it's even better. Um, I, I think the the coaches that are in place, Gordon um, leading it, and then you got me, Hostetter, and some of the college kids kind of helping mm-hmm. out in the, in the in the program. So we got our hand in that pot. Hostetter is the head coach for the middle school. Um, I'm his assistant at the middle school, you know, <laughs> so I'm able to go down there, um, kind of make my presence known, um, see what kids are coming out, and he had a bunch of girls come out, a bunch of new kids come out this year, and in middle school season, man. They competed great, and you know we got a lot of those kids that are going to stick with it and and move awesome. on up. We're it's a good problem because not not just because you know we're feeding into each other, but like now I think we're going to create a space for a girls wrestling program. Yeah, you know that's a that's a good that. problem. You know that that means possibly a girls wrestling coach. Yes, you know and another assistant. You know so these are good problems, man. Um, and all I'm seeing is kids finding love for this sport. You find love for a sport, find a passion, you're going to work harder, you're going to be more committed, um, you're going to compete, and, you know, it's going to translate as you go through, as you move through from the kids to the middle school to the high school. Um, And, you know, this year, I've got mostly, I got a lot of freshmen. I got like 12, 13 freshmen that came out. Um, That's got to be the most freshman Parsons Wrestling has had on the roster, and However long. That's, oh, yeah. God, that's a lot. Oh, dude. It's, it's so many freshmen. But <laughs> I, I tell you what, um, wrestling's not a not an easy sport. You know, uh-uh. we, we go we get after it. Uh, a lot of conditioning, a lot of drilling, a lot of physical stuff. And then, you know, with that physical, it's it's a mental game, man. It's you gotta you gotta push yourself past your breaking point. And so far, um, the last couple of weeks, man, these kids have been great. Um, especially impressed with the freshmen. You know, yeah. usually about this time, you start seeing people walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, man, I've, I've still got about 26, 27 kids Good. coming to practice, coming ready to work. No questions asked. There's no complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get after it, man. And, uh, you know, they're led by a good senior group. I got Kate Brown coming back. He's been with me, with me for the past few years. Um, Shouldn't Freed. make the Shrine Bowl in football. I, I don't God, know. please, man. He had an excellent <laughs> year in football, and I think that I think that it plays in part because he was a wrestler. He had a good, successful wrestling season last year, mm-hmm. and I think wrestling helps you. You know, it's one of those sports that helps you in football or helps you in other sports. You know, you're becoming a better athlete. Your balance, your body awareness, um, your grit. You know, because in wrestling, it's yeah, we're a team. We score points together, but it's you on that mat in front of everybody. You mm-hmm. know, so what I like to tell these kids is it's whatever you put in practice, whatever you do here in practice is what it's going to look like in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, they've been real receptive to that. 
you know, mm-hmm. and men working their tail off because you don't want to go out there in front of everybody, you know, yeah. and, and lay an egg and look silly, look like you don't do, you know, know what you're doing. Um, so the, the, I, I think that gives these guys a little drive. Um, not to mention, like I said, Kate Brown had some success last year, almost going to state. Um, you know, I was talking to him. He was, you know, of course, we're down about the football season. It sucks. But, you know, once once I got him in the wrestling room, he's like, yeah, I'm going to state. You know, and I was like, I like that. Uh, Nate Barry has your highest pedigree. I know you're probably yeah, oh yeah, two ta- two time state champ or not state champ, two time state qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he he didn't have a great state um, last year. You know, I was really high on Caden Barry. I really thought he was going to go the distance, um, but man, he had a, a tough weight bracket. Man, yeah. all those guys were were pretty tough, and it's not that he wasn't as tough as those guys. It's just you know, when he wrestled those guys, that it, it wasn't his match. That's kind of how wrestling goes. Mm-hmm. Anybody can get beat on any given day. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're ranked number one or mm-hmm. you've never won a match. You yeah. know, everybody has a chance to win. Um, he just, you know, that wasn't his day. You know, it wasn't his tournament. And I've been there. I, I know from experience. I was the number one state kid, and um, I didn't wrestle my best tournament. I should have won state. Yeah. Um, but things happen, man. You make mistakes. They capitalize, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how it goes. Since with you, I've been that. You're the type of person that sat with you. That's going to sit with you the rest oh, of your life, isn't it? Oh, Kenny Brown, Kenny Brown. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. He beat me beat me in the semifinals in overtime from Bishop Carroll. Oh, I was beating him the whole match. He tied me up, took me overtime, and he won. So, Have you interacted in any way or crossed paths with Kenny Brown since? Kenny Brown wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> all, that all that work I put in that year to win. You know, twenty something years later, you don't want to see that. Uh, no, I have not come across Kenny Brown, and I always tell that story to these kids every year, and yeah. they could probably recite it better than I I speak mm-hmm. it. You know, they they know the story, um, but it just it goes to show like you could be that guy high up and get beat by anybody. You know, he ends up winning state, beating a kid I beat before. You know, that's just kind of how mm-hmm. it happens. You know, it's just. You just got to be on your game, be ready to beat people when you don't have your best day. That's You, you said something that I was going to bring up. Uh, an auto, I, I don't read a ton. I need to read more. Pride <laughs> is right, so readers can read is always what I say. But I need to read more. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One thing, well, I did read a couple years ago, I read uh, Ronda Rousey's autobiography. Uh, and uh, it was actually really good. A lot of interesting stories. You know, she was an Olympic. Ju- you know, she was an Olympian in judo, bronze. Me- you know, bronze medal winner for for the U.S. in the sport. And one lesson that she said her mom taught her was, you need to practice hard enough and train hard enough and get good enough to win when you have a bad day. Because right. you might some days you're going to have a good day and you'll be unbeatable, and some days you're going to have a bad day. You need to be good enough to win on your bad days. Right, right, and I like that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we do. We're you know a lot of conditioning, a lot of drilling. We got to be able to you know have those days when we're not at our best. You know, we got to be able to mm-hmm. um, get our hand raised at the end of the match when you know maybe it was a so-so match, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or a so-so day for us. Um, that's where I want to get to. And I, I think we got the kids to do it. Like I said, um, you know, Caden Berry, Cade Brown. Um, I got Caden Blake coming back. I got uh, Fernando Zacharias, who was a first-year guy. Um, he won a match at regionals. And he even wrestled up a weight class. And his little brother, uh, freshman Mario Zacharias, 
was a dog for us in middle school. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got those two at um, 120 pounds, 126 pounds right now that mm-hmm. um, look really tough. But uh, somebody coming after Mario's spot would be Jakari uh, Green, who I've seen in practice, got some dog in him. And so he's going to give Mario some fits at that weight, you know, trying to go for varsity matches. Um we got we got good competition spread out here, man. Oh, yeah. um, and you know, unlike years in the past, um, we're going to be able to you know fill a lot of weight classes and I think compete. Um, looking forward to that uh, eerie duel, the Highway Fifty Nine duel. I was I was um, going to press you on that. The the bat was I think the, the Battle, Battle of Fifty Nine. Yeah, you guys yeah. have been doing that for two years now. I love that you, you guys, you and uh, Coach Will Weber over there, great coach by the way. Oh, he I, is, love, I love he Willie. He is a high great quality dude. wrestling coach in the region. He when you talk about improving wrestling and maintaining its presence throughout the area, he is he is a name that carries sure, some weight for sure. Yeah, uh, and that program has done some great things. I believe they're back to back. Tri Valley League champions. He has, uh, I think, he has a state runner-up in Brianna Ross. Uh, he he's had some very high quality wrestlers do some very high quality things. Erie's beaten you twice in the two iterations of the Battle of Fifty Nine. I'm curious, do is is it on that kind of that checklist? Hey, we want to win that this year. Um, it's definitely definitely on the checklist. Yeah. And if you know, I keep bringing up Cade Brown because Cade Brown and I talk a lot. We're together a lot, so. Um, I, I know he's he's spoke about yeah we got to win that battle of fifty nine. Caden mm-hmm. Blake's talked about it. Uh, you know I got a couple of these guys. You know Gannon Freeze has talked about it. Um, so I got some guys that it's in the back of their head too. They want to they want to do that in front of their classmates and and bring that championship home. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a you know a sanctioned championship, <laughs> but it means something to these guys. You know you know we're close towns and you know it's it's good to have that little rivalry and and bring that competitiveness, you know, to each program. Absolutely. Well, hey, Cato, I think that will about do it for us here on this iteration of the War Room. Thank you so much for coming in. Really excited to see uh, what your wrestling program looks like this year. Uh, you know, any final thoughts? We got about uh, 40 seconds left. Any final thoughts? <clears throat> um, yeah. And we're going to be tough this year, so please come out and support us, and um, we'd love to see you guys out there cheering us on. Good deal. That'll do it for here on The War Room this week. I'm your host, Sean Fry, Kato Bar-Miller, Parsons Vikings uh, assistant football coach. Uh, he's the head wrestling coach. Are you in on track? Do you, do you help yeah, with, you I'm help the, with I'm, track? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the throwers coach. Throwers coach. <laughs> you are. It never stops with you, does it? Yeah, you know, I coach walking, too. You know, we, we walk. Left, right, left, right. Um, <laughs> You'd be surprised how hard that is. Right, right. Sometimes it's hard. You know, we chew gum too. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you having me, man. Thank For you. For sure. That'll do it. Everybody stay safe and God bless.